Democratic legislator wants to fill Environmental Justice Council vacancies. A freshman delegate wants to create a deadline for filling vacancies on Virginia's Council on Environmental Justice, following months of delay by Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's administration in appointing members to it, limiting the Council's ability to do its work. Dell. Elect Michael Jones, D. Richmond, filed House Bill 333, which would require council vacancies be filled within 60 days after term expirations and stipulate that any vacancy on the council be filled no later than July 31st of this year. They've had the opportunity, Jones said of the administration's ability to fill the vacancies without a legislative requirement. We need to lay a course for how things should be handled. The council, previously known as the Environmental Justice Advisory Council, first began under the administration of former Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe, before legislation in 2020 created its renamed version with 21 non-legislative members. Initially, appointment terms lasted for two years for 10 of those members and four years for the other 11. The intent of the council then and now is to advise government agencies of environmental issues that have historically and disproportionately harmed disadvantaged communities, including Black and Hispanic people. But four years later, a majority of the 16 members listed on the state's website have had their terms expire or they have not responded to communications from the council. This has prevented the council from corralling a majority of members at meetings to attain a quorum for official votes. Consequently, the council hasn't been able to approve minutes from past meetings nor finalize its report that was due at the start of the session. Every time we meet, we're kind of in that craft game, like, okay, what can we do in lieu of voting on something? said former council chair Tasha Devon in an interview with the Mercury in October 2023, before she resigned from the council because of a family matter. Further, the council hasn't been able to have travel expenses reimbursed from the state and had trouble adopting a virtual meeting policy to add flexible attendance methods for members. The council had been relying on an expired pandemic-era measure allowing remote participation and attempted to adopt their own policy. They say the Youngkin administration told them they didn't word it correctly. The council did vote to approve a virtual meeting policy during their most recent meeting on Monday. One member's resignation during the meeting seemingly allowed the council to reach its quorum requirement. But people who attended the meeting had questions over whether the council actually attained a quorum or if the resignation needed to happen at the start of the meeting for it to count. Last year, the council sent a letter about their issues to Secretary of Natural and Historic Resources Travis Boyles, who directly oversees the council, and Secretary of the Commonwealth Kelly G., who oversees state board and commission appointments. They only heard back about their virtual participation policy issues. We're trying to go through the chain of command in the way that is respectful and decent, said Devon last year. We just haven't heard anything. In response to a request for comment, Youngkin spokesman Christian Martinez said the governor will review any legislation that comes to his desk. The lack of appointments and full responses to the council's questions from the governor's office have made Jones question what kind of message the governor is sending about his interest in environmental justice. It's a rhetorical question. We already know the message, said Jones, citing Youngkin's desire to have the state lead a regional carbon market that has created revenue for low-income families to deal with environmental issues. While the Department of Environmental Quality has convened an environmental justice office, staffing within it has changed without explanation to council members. Deke also released draft environmental justice guidance, but one environmental group called it a laundry list of ways environmental justice would not be taken into account. 
At recent meetings, council members have discussed, as they finalize this year's annual report, that many of the past recommendations have not been implemented. The same goes for a 2020 interagency report. I don't believe that this administration puts environmental justice as a priority, said Devon. I think they see energy as a business, foremost, which can be said, but you also have to think about the people as people, and not numbers and dollars. It's important to have a council, Devon said, because of its ability to give the public an avenue to share concerns with the government that they otherwise may not have. At the council's meetings, several public commenters have brought up issues of flooding in the Hampton Roads area. There are many, many communities, especially impacted communities, that are not able to participate in the day-to-day democracy because they're too busy surviving, said Devon. It's frustrating. It's angering, Jones said of the appointment issues. It needs to end. Jones's bill is awaiting its referral to a committee. He said he believes he'll be able to garner support for it during the session. This article first appeared on Virginia Mercury and is republished here with permission. Virginia Mercury is part of State's Newsroom, a network of news bureaus supported by grants and a coalition of donors as a 501c3 public charity. Virginia Mercury maintains editorial independence.